0: Well. Let
1: me turn, turn, turn.
0: If this plan of yours fails, I want you to know It's been a beautiful partnership feeling is mutual, Val feeling is mutual
1: Where do you keep your casserole dishes? Why? The cat won't fit in the toaster Maybe you can hire the AT
2: Are you not used to being given orders? Whenever Giles sends me on a mission, he always says, please
0: And afterwards, I get a cookie Whatcha
1: talking about, Lou? Soft kitty, warm kitty, sail kitty, kitty that bird. Happy kitty, kitty, happy kitty, sleepy
0: kitty, Welcome to Changing Channels Podcast. This is your host with the most Mike McMassoonist. How is everybody doing today? I'm back. I'm exhausted after STL, but of course I have with me Mr. Jameson. What is up, sir? What's up, man? CCP is back. Yes, we are. Not like, you know, I mean, we did do an episode like two months ago, but we're <laughs> back We're back to TV show, sir.
1: Exactly. People thought we might have been, you know, canceled for the summer, a little hiatus. We're back. We're here.
0: Now, um, I think there's somebody on the other end. Who could that
1: really? be? We have... Is it is it that anonymous stalker of mine
0: oh yeah anonymous <laughs> I totally forgot about anonymous so Lisa the legend what's up girl how you doing hey
2: y'all what's up
0: it's good to have you on as uh, everybody did not know you were gonna be on but uh, we just record STL and uh we just we just asked her hey do you want to be on perfect strangers because you know Lisa's a big fan of this show and to be honest with you I'm gonna be a little rusty on this one and I needed some help, and she was more than willing to stay on. So thank you, Lisa, for joining CCP. Now you get to be on two shows in one day. Pretty awesome.
2: It's, hey, heck yeah, it's awesome.
0: Good time. This
1: is all going on your resume.
0: <laughs> so um, before we, uh, of course, talk about Perfect Strangers, that's the episode we're going to be talking about today, uh, we should probably go into some TV news, sir. What do you think? Let's hit it. All right. All right, sir. So the first thing I want to talk to you about now, as we all know, in the last episode, you know, you kind of told people, "Hey, it's summertime." I kind of shut the TV off, so I'm not expecting you to know a whole lot of stuff or watch a lot of new things. But uh, Total Divas, sir, on E Network, the spinoff of WWE. Have you heard about it, sir?
1: I have heard about it, indeed.
0: Now, uh, Lisa, have you heard about this show?
2: No, I have not actually.
0: Now, are you a wrestling fan?
2: I. Uh... Back in the day. I can't say I watched it now.
0: Okay, fair enough. No big deal. Now, uh, Total Divas is basically uh, a show about the females of the WWE. Now, they're not really wrestling every single week, but they have a specific show now which revolves around them. And I have to say I am really, really enjoying this show. Uh, The things I really like about it is mostly the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, the Bella Twins are kind of the quote-unquote stars. They're kind of like in WWE. They're kind of the villains, but on the show, revolves around them. So, obviously, wrestling is entertainment. They're actors. They're pretending to be characters. So it's- Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. <laughs> did I Wait just a push- minute.
0: Did I burst your bubble or sir?
1: Dude, I thought The Undertaker really came back from the dead and wrestled, fought people every week.
2: Spoiler alert.
1: Yep. Dude. I don't want to know anything else. You're bursting bubbles left and right now.
0: Well, the Rock is not really the Rock. It's Dwayne Johnson. But these guys
1: like legitimately fight every week, right? Like this is real fights.
0: Well, mm, uh, uh. Mike, real to someone. (laughs) I'm disappointed. Well, it's time to wake up and smell the coffee, sir. You've been living (laughs) in a bubble too long.
1: Man, I thought the Ultimate Warrior was a real dude that
0: just walked around like that all the time. No, he, he got carjacked too much, so he decided to take his makeup off. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, total divas. The Bella Twins. One of them is dating the uh, the the quote unquote star of the WWE, John Cena, which I didn't know. And then the other one is dating Daniel Bryan, which his real name is Brian is uh Brian Danielson. Yeah, but what's cool is is that currently in the WWE, those two are. The, you know they're going at it for the big title john cena versus daniel bryant but when you watch the show they're all hanging out at each other's houses and stuff and you get to see the different lifestyles and everything but i really love the whole behind the scenes thing and uh wrestlemania i thought the girls were supposed to wrestle but they didn't and when you watch the show you got to find out why they were canceled and so on and so forth so i really like the show it's pretty awesome cool So, uh, you know, I I recommend, Lisa, you check it out because I actually know people who don't watch or like WWE, but they watch the show and they really dig it. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And uh, so, sir, are you watching anything recently at all? Or are you still kind uh, of on the...
1: Nope, I'm on Summer Shutdown. What I'm doing right now is I've got a couple of shows on Netflix that I'm just desperately burning through episodes trying to catch up before the fall season starts okay so that's that's all i'm doing
0: now abc is discussing about you know doing the whole star wars tv show they're kind of discussing potential projects that are going to be you know possibly coming so i don't know about this whole star wars tv show man
1: yeah i'm not sure either
0: you know, you're, you're the big Star Wars buff, man. So you, you give me some insight on, on how this TV show could could work.
1: They're, they've been talking about a live-action Star Wars show since 2006. Uh, it's been talked about. Oh, it's coming out. It's coming. Oh, it's right down the line. It's got, and, and it just never materialized. It's hard. It's hard to come up with a story because Star Wars fanboys are the most vicious fanboys on Earth.
0: Oh, you don't have to tell me twice.
1: <laughs> right. You know. Oh, right. And yeah. I am... I'm a huge, I, I, I like to think of myself as that 2% of Star Wars fan that, yeah, I, I throw some hate at it, but in the end, it is my entire childhood. And, I mean, it's it's a huge, huge part of, of what I love. And so it's, yeah, you know, you kind of do tear down things that you love sometimes, but, but it's kind of a wasted effort to me to just constantly hate something. But, so I think it's hard for them to uh, come up with a decent, weekly television show that fans are not going to just eviscerate. Um, You know, and Disney's working on it, but they've got a lot on their plate with what they're doing with the movies and other things like that. Um, They do have a new Star Wars cartoon coming out. You know, I think it's Star Wars Rebels. Um, So they're working on it, but I am... That whole rumor about the live-action Star Wars show, I'll believe it when I'm actually watching it.
0: Yeah. Do you have any uh, thoughts on uh, this, Lisa?
2: Uh, I think, you know, I mean, it's a good idea. I just think conceptually, I think it's going to be a lot harder than people think to put together, especially every week. And you're right. Fans are, you know, you got your hardcore fans. And do you really want to be messing with something like that? I mean, it just, I don't know. I think it could be, that could be dangerous.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It'll be interesting, but I'm with you, man. I'll believe it when I see it. So, now, I actually thought Star Wars Rebels was going to be the name of the TV show on NBC, but you're saying it's the the new animated series. I
1: could be wrong. I've been reading a bunch of stuff. I thought that was the animated series.
0: Okay. Um, now, uh, 24. Um, I forget, sir. Was that a show that you used to watch? Um, it was a show that I, we watched at the beginning
1: and like, a lot of shows. Um, we missed a couple, and then it just kind of... Like oh we, you know that's obviously a show that you know you missed a couple episodes you're in trouble. Um, my wife has gone back and and rewatched all of them, and uh, she has deep been DVRing the uh, the new uh, re- uh, what's the word I'm looking for the uh, new version of 24 that's on now. Um, Is I, that I don't know live,
0: if live another day right?
1: if that's what it's called i haven't watched any of it i know she has i don't know if she's actually watched them yet or not i haven't heard any feedback yet on them
0: well uh chloe o'brien's character uh mary lynn uh she is set to rep- to pr- yeah, reprise her role in 24 live another day i guess she was uh, a big fan favorite and they were really worried about her coming back and they got her officially signed so what about you lisa did you ever watch 24 at all
2: uh, yeah, it was it, same thing as Jamieson. I started watching it, and then it was like before I knew it, a couple of us got away, and then a couple more, and then I just I just couldn't get back into it.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Continuum, which is on Sci Fi Network, that did get renewed for a third season. Uh, there's a new show that I'm currently watching on CBS called Under the Dome, which is a Stephen King book, and it's a TV show now and it's essentially like this big dome goes over this town, and there's no way out, and it's pretty interesting. Uh, already, it's been renewed for season two, and this is one of those shows that feel like, how can you even have a season two? It feels like you won't be able to finish season one kind of show. Um, have you guys heard this of this show, Under the Dome?
1: Yeah, I've heard of it. I, I've, you know, kind of seen some stuff on it and heard some reaction from friends of mine who have watched it, but I've been hearing really mixed reactions about it.
0: Okay. Um, I enjoy it. I, I, I think it's fun. I, I really dig it. Uh, but surprisingly, it's not one that I have set on my DVR. It's one of those I'll catch on demand. So it's not like a, a priority that it has to be watched that night. Uh, but I dig it, though. But it's one of those shows where I'm like, season two already, okay, it's successful. But from what I hear, the book ends terrible. So that's why a lot of people don't want to watch the show because of how the book ends. Evidently,
1: that's so. good. That's good. That's good to know. <laughs> good to
0: know. Yeah. Um, now, here's something I'm excited about. I'm a huge fan of the Comedy Central roast of people. I think that those are absolutely great. I love the people that come on because they're all trash, and everybody's that trash is ripping on everybody else. And Seth Rogen is supposed to be the next uh, host for James Franco. And you, sir, you saw these two recently in a movie. So I think that's going to be a fun comedy roast, man. I'm looking forward to it. It comes out was on it September 2nd. Seth Rogen? Because
1: I read Jonah Hill's the host.
0: No, it's uh, Labor Day, September 2nd. Seth Rogen is the roast master for the comedy roast of James Franco. Oh, okay. So let me... It'll be a good time. Yeah, I, I really dig it. I think my favorite one was probably... I love Lisa Lampanelli. I mean, she is by far the best. But she hasn't been on a few of them, which is terrible. Uh, do you ever watch any of these, Lisa?
2: oh yeah i I used to live and breathe a comedy network
0: Excellent.
2: Uh, we, we don't get uh, the regular comedy central up here so you get like a an off version so that's the only thing I really hate is you don't always get everything in the same time frame so
0: okay that sucks uh, yes yeah. because you
2: can't watch any videos um, or like all the things that people watch like hulu and all the different places like that you can't watch it up here so it sucks
0: yeah, that's terrible, man. I, I know when you were mentioning that before and you were telling me how far behind things, some things can be, I was like, Oh, you know, just like the other day when I heard man of steel is now premiering in certain places. I'm like, really? It's like, I feel like I watched that movie two years ago and it's just now premiering. And I guess TV is the same way. So.
2: It depends on the show. Like the good thing is is there's so much TV that's made in Canada because uh, it's so much cheaper and it's easier that some stuff you get right away. Like a lot of the teen shows um, are made up here, so you get them right away. Or a lot of the things that um, are, are on the ABC and CBS, a lot of times you'll get that. We'll get that before. Uh, the only thing that I know that we get of first are is that show Degrassi, that teen like that teen soap opera show.
1: Yeah, of course that's that's like the Canadian national show to us Americans.
2: <laughs> yeah. And um, Lost Girl, the the sci-fi show. Yep, yep. Um, because it was it's Canadian and the director and producer, uh, we get that like a week before. So when people write it on sci-fi, we're usually like a week ahead.
0: Okay, nice. excellent. The last thing I want to talk about is the CW is considering a Flash TV show. Now uh, Arrow is a huge favorite of mine. I love Arrow, um, and unfortunately, I, I'd love to see the Flash on the big screen. But uh, CW, I mean, it kind of works. They already have Arrow. But uh, how do you feel, sir, about another Flash TV show? Because the original one I used to watch every week. Uh, but I think an updated one would be pretty interesting, even though he wouldn't get the big screen, you know, the whole Batman-Superman thing we got going on. What do you think about a TV show for the Flash, sir?
1: Um, I don't know. I watched, I, I too watched the the uh, original one. What was that early 90s, late 80s, early 90s that was on. Yep. Um... It was all right. I never really fell in love with that show as much as I like the character. I think he's a hard character to do week after week after week. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting, especially because I'm sure that I I can't say I'm sure, but I'm sure it's not going to be in the same uh, style or feel or even, you know, definitely in the same universe as the movies are. And eventually you're going to get Flash in the big screen. It'd be interesting to see the difference between the two and, and the reaction that gets too to me. I, I'm down with any form of superhero on my TV or movies, so yeah. make whatever you want. Yeah. Do you uh,
2: remember that there was there was a Flash Gordon TV show like around five or six years ago. Do you not y'all not remember that?
0: Like now Flash Gordon's different than the Flash though. The Flash is the, okay, the, the No, it's cool. The Flash is the T V show uh the D C character, the Flash they originally they were going to when they did this whole announcement with Batman versus Superman or Superman versus Batman, however they want to do it. They were talking about then we'll do like a flash movie, but now they're going to put it to TV possibly. And okay. and the flash used to be on in the 90s by Jonathan Sh- or Jonathan Shipp. He was Dawson's dad, I believe was his name. OK. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the one we're talking about. But a show that me and you watch that I know is Whose Line Is It Anyway, the new show. I just oh, watched that last week. I love it. <laughs> I lo- Have you
2: seen the episode with Heather Anne Campbell? That's like the best episode they've had so far.
0: The one where she's from Walking Dead, right?
2: No, no, no. That's Lauren Conrad. Uh, Heather Campbell was like the second episode. She's a comedian, but they do the, um, the, the magic screen. Where they go into the room with the floor.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I think th- that's been on every episode I watch is the is the magic floor. I love that new concept, that whole new skit. Even though I'm missing the hoedown, I'm loving this new skit. It's great.
1: I love that they brought back, they even brought back, what's her name, the music director. yeah. I was oh, like, hey, that's cool.
0: Yeah, they brought everybody back. And you said you're not an Aisha Tyler fan, but I think no, she's doing good, man. I think I, I don't have any issues with her. I well,
1: like thinking. I said, though, I don't like Aisha Tyler. I think her act is very uh, one-note. Would it? um, But <laughs> in but in this, the host doesn't really matter. It just The host just moves you along from segment to segment. So it could be anybody. It could even be you, Mike, and where I'd the, still watch it.
0: Where the points don't even matter, neither do the host. <laughs> right, exactly. I-
2: I have to agree with you though. I mean, I, I mean, I am a fan of hers, but you're right. In this scene, like she's not making like that much of a difference to the to the scene to affect it either way.
0: Yeah, Wayne Brady is on his game, man. Grand Theft Auto was great, uh, <laughs> so good. I know you were like, you're letting me know, hey, you know, whose lines anyway? Wayne Brady was hilarious. I'm loving it. I, I think this is great, and it did get renewed for a second season already. Uh, they they ordered 24 more episodes. so
2: That's awesome. And Wayne and Ryan are the producers this time. Yeah. They're cashing in on the fact that they've been doing this for like 20 years.
1: Yeah, I love it. It's great. So Hey, I get to see Colin Mockery again. He cracks me up.
0: You know, <laughs> the best is uh, the last episode I saw were the, uh, the swimmers, the Olympic swimmers yeah. came yeah, in. Yeah, that was good. And it's like, I've been married longer than you, so you go ahead and get on top of her is basically what he was saying. And it was just so good. I I just I love those two are just like made together. You know, it's like they're like, I don't know, Charlie Brown and Lucy or something. I don't know. They're just they're meant to do comedy together. It's so good. I do miss the hoedown. That's my only gripe I have. But with the new segment of the floor, it's the Matrix thing was just so good. I think
1: since Ryan is producing now, he was always the one that struggled with the hoedown. I think that might have been his call. (laughs) Yeah, Good. like I'm tired of trying to come up with things and I can't stay on beat. Let's get rid of that thing. Yeah, I
2: have I, to say the best one though is probably the, it was the Exorcist one, the first
1: Exorcist.
0: <laughs> <one>. <laughs> that was great. I loved it. That was awesome. Yeah, I I love I love the new Who's Lines in Anyway. It. It's definitely my new favorite show. Even though it's old, it's still my new favorite because it just came back. So. So, yeah, that's what I got for TV news, guys. So unless you guys got anything you want to talk about, I think we can roll into Perfect Strangers.
2: Um, have D- you guys checked out that new show, Hollywood Game Night?
0: I have, haven't have actually watched it. I've been meaning to
1: every time I see it. Like, oh, 8 o'clock. We always check that out. I never do.
0: I hear about it, but I'm the same way. I never checked it out yet.
2: It's something you can catch in passing. It's not like I've been setting it to tape because of the hours I work, but it's just – funny like watching the celebrities you know act out stuff
0: yeah i i have the whole series of the hero taped and mm-hmm. i gotta finish that i have burn notice i've never even i watched one episode this season and it ends in five more weeks so i'm doing really bad on my dvr and man it's terrible you don't
2: get it up here they say like so they're like two seasons behind up here
0: for burn notice Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
2: Yeah, it doesn't come on any kind of regular network here. So, like, you catch it. We get a sub-feed of a CW channel, and you have to either catch it there, but it's usually not a new episode. So, yeah, it sucks.
0: So, how are you going to not be spoiled on how it ends?
2: Well, I just, uh, you know, I haven't been reading anything on it for quite a while because I've just been picking up the seasons as they come out. But that's the other side of things, too. Things here are quite a bit more expensive. So you really have to find a good sale, or you're going to pay an arm and a leg for stuff. Wow.
0: Jameson, that makes us feel privileged, I guess, huh?
1: Oh, yep.
0: (laughs) I'm privileged. (laughs) Yeah, you're special ed, right?
1: Right, right. I'm special. My mom said so.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, So do you guys have anything else? I brought nothing to the party. Excellent. Um,
2: Have you guys checked out Orphan Black yet? Hmm. I have not. You you should really check out. It's well (laughs) worth it.
1: It's starting to feel like the last episode. Hey, have you seen this? <laughs> no, I don't watch TV. Yeah. Why are you oh, recording a
0: TV podcast? Man, that, this yeah, Jason called us out on that, man. That was great. He's like, your last episode sucked. What's up with that? It's great.
2: But it was a lot of really great information. Like for me, I sat down and wrote down the shows, the new shows, and the stuff that was canceled because I didn't know.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad somebody appreciated that episode. It was all. It was informative more than it was entertaining. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. We we try our best to wing it on this show. We should, we should change the name of this show to Changing the Wingers or something. I don't know. Just winging it. Just winging it. There you go. Change change the email. So yeah, uh, what's the name of that show so we can let everybody know to check it out? Orphan Black. Orphan Black. Do you know what channel it's on?
2: Um, it's it's on the Sci-Fi Channel. Excellent. It's the one I mentioned. That's about like clones. It's, it's about cloning.
0: Ah, that one. Okay, I got yeah. what you're saying. Good times and uh yeah walking dead's coming back soon sir bet you're pumped pumped up about that i know we got to do a ccp episode on the walking dead and you know i'm still in season one unfortunately so i'm slacking dude it's terrible yeah
1: i'm excited man i got my shows are coming back in in less than a month and i'm fired up
0: yes you are sir good times all right well uh why don't we uh roll into our review of perfect strangers Perfect Strangers. So mm-hmm. this is uh, this has been an episode a lot of people have been asking for, sir. So uh, with good reason, man. This is a great show. Yes, it is. This is uh, this is at the pivotal TGIF Friday night Friday night lineup, man. This show, in fact, spun off Family Matters. This is the Family Matters was the show I wanted to do, and everybody's like Perfect Strangers, but it kind of worked out because we can talk about Family Matters. Because it's a spinoff. Yeah, this
1: was the building block of the TGIF that everybody remembers. This was the the big hammer that they put in there to to build that lineup.
0: Yeah, this came out in March of 86 and went all the way to 93. This is on ABC of all channels. You know, they like to cancel crap. Not like NBC. ABC's second best to canceling. But, man, this is back in the day, man, when you could guarantee to get a full season of a show – and you can invest your time. And this was great. Yeah, this this was the kickoff. T- Do we all remember what was in this lineup?
1: Uh, full House Family Matters, this, and. Come on, Lisa. Was it step by step, or something
2: like that? That's
1: what I was thinking was step by step, too. Yeah. yeah.
0: That sounds about right. Good times. Um, so. Originally, this show aired out, uh, did a, like a short six-episode first season. And then when it got moved to Wednesdays in the prime time of 86 is kind of when it got its footing. And it remained there until 1988. So for two years, it stayed on Wednesday. And then after that is when it moved to Fridays and started the, TGA, the TGIF Friday Night lineup. And uh, ever since then, it, it lasted for... Man, eight seasons this thing went.
1: Sure did.
0: So let's talk about our character. So uh, I, I love your little picture you did, sir. Is uh, <laughs> why don't you tell everybody what you did, sir? Well, I just I just put something up. Say, do you think changing channels has been ridic-
1: Been canceled? Belky on there. Don't be ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Belky, uh, uh, Mister Bronson, Pin- uh, Pincho, Pincho. Thank you. Mr. Surge, Surge, oh, from Beverly Hills Cop. I, That's what got him this role. Yeah. yeah. So, Lisa, what's your uh, what's your history with this show?
2: Uh, I just remember, you know, being, Friday night you're watching, you know, you couldn't miss it because it was like it was a classic uh, formula sitcom comedy. But you cared about the characters and they, they invested. you know, like so you wanted to watch because you wanted to see what silly thing they were getting up to or what catchphrase was going to be for that week. Or... It was great.
0: Now, um, the Dance of Joy was kind of, uh, you know, kind of Balky's big, big thing that everybody just loved to do. And what I love is this is in Chicago, man. This is my hometown, you know, just like Family Matters. It's one one of the biggest reasons why I love this show so much. I, I, of course, they had Cubs in the intro, and I hate the Cubs. It's the socks all the way, baby. But, you know. You know. Yeah, the Cubs suck, Mike. Excellent. That's what I wanted to hear, sir. I was waiting for you to, to fight me on this. <laughs> so the premise of the show, uh, for those of you kind of need a little refresher, uh, we have our uh, Larry Appleton, which is played by Mark Lynn Baker. Uh, he has a distant cousin, Balky, uh, played by Bronson. Now Balky La-
1: Bartakamoose.
0: Now, uh, Larry, he's originally a Wisconsin native. He has a large family, and he moves to his first apartment in Chicago. Now, you know what's funny? My 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 brother lives in Chicago, and just for an apartment, I mean, like a one-bedroom apartment, it's like $1,500 a month. Ridiculous. No? I, oh, can you imagine, I mean, back then, what the prices were? I mean, it definitely is reasonable, but it, it just amazes me, just living in Chicago, you know, in an apartment, how crazy it is. You know, it's like double my house payment almost. Yeah. <laughs> It's ridiculous, ridiculous. You have to I, move in above a junk store. Then the,
1: the prices are better.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, he thinks that uh, he's pretty much going to be all by himself. But he has uh, an unknown cousin from uh, Mediterranean Island who basically moves in with him. So what we love about Balky is, you know, he, he knows little about the United States. You know, he has a lot of uh, – he, he kind of reminds me of our Big Bang episode, sir, you know, of uh, Mr. Sheldon but with a personality, you know, a much funner, uh, dorky personality. But he's kind of naive like Sheldon, wouldn't you say, sir?
1: Yeah, he's, I mean, Belky is what sold this show, what made this show a huge hit, you know? I mean, with his, you know, coming from Mepos, and he always has, he, he has, like, popular sayings, but they're just tweaked a little bit. He screws them all up. You know, and it just it's it's fun. He's wide eyed, you know, and thinks his cousin Larry is the most brilliant, smart guy in the world. His cousin Larry can't stand him. Right. Land,
0: land of my dreams and home of the whopper. <laughs> <laughs> stuff stuff like that. Um, but, you know, essentially uh, it's just kind of a buddy sitcom. You know, it's kind of in the vein of like Mork and Mindy back in the day or Laverne and Shirley. You know, and of course, his catchphrase was always "Don't be ridiculous," and Larry's was "Watch and learn." Those were kind of the two things you could always count on uh, in an episode. So, uh, so let's talk about it. All uh, right. What's your, um, you know, Lisa? What's some of your your favorite memories of this show?
2: Uh it would have to be like I, I'd have to say, of course, when they were working in the newspaper. Like there were so many scenes that took place with them being on the bottom floor of the newspaper. Um, but, you know, and they got some strange things in and out of the bottom floor there. Um, but, and also, you know, the whole, uh, thing about Falky wanting to be an American and wanting to go to school and wanting to become a citizen. And that was like a huge thing that followed up through the whole thing, which was really nice because it made you sort of invest in his character a little bit more.
0: Right. Uh, what about you, Jameson? Man, I, I
1: love this show. There's, um... It's funny because when I was a kid, it was all about Belky, right? right. Love Belky. He cracked me up. He was great. Um, and I thought Larry, you know, because Cousin Larry, play is he's very neurotic. He's very just like twitchy and just uh, he can't he can't take the things, the outrageousness that Belky is. Right. Right. And then I started rewatching this about a year ago. I bought, you know, bought the series and I'm watching it and. And I'm like, oh, man, I really like Cousin Larry for some reason. I thought I think Mark Lynn Baker was underrated with his physical comedy that he would do. Right. The reactions that he would give were just priceless. It, um, I,
0: I would agree. I, 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 sorry. I would agree. He's one of those characters that uh, as you get older, you kind of understand more, you know, and you are more in his frame of mind as you get older Uh, I I like shows like that or characters like that where, you know, like with the movies that we were talking about in STL about the 80s where you kind of revisit these movies and you have a certain perception of a character. And then when you rewatch it many years later, you get a new like the Rocky series for me, you know, was never one of my favorites. Now it's one of my all time favorite series because of how much character development and uh, emotional value went in, you know. And yeah. that, that's kind of what's cool with this character. So I agree because as a kid, Balky was always my guy. He was always funny. He was the reason to watch the show. As with Family Matters, you would want to watch it for, you know, Urkel. But yeah. as you get older, you, like, you finally realize, man, Carl is really, really funny. You know, and you those other characters, you really appreciate them more.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, the funny thing with, with Larry is, you know, he... <laughs> I mean, the big thing with him is he really overinflates himself to Belkie about what he's capable of, how smart he is. Like you say, his catchphrase, watch and learn. It says it almost every episode. You know, there's one of my favorite lines is, um, one of my favorite episodes is the, the episode where they introduce Jennifer and Marianne. And he's explaining how, look, to get a girl like Jennifer, you know, he's joining the gym. She's working in the gym. He's like, Belkie's like, why don't you ask her out? He's like, look, first... I have to trick her, all right. I can't just ask her out first. I have to deceive her. And he says, "All right, we've got to come up with a plan of action." And Belki says something like, "Is it now? Is this where you're going to talk down to me?" Yes. <laughs> you know, this, but the fact that he's able to pull off that self-inflated jerk without being a real jerk, you still love him, you know. He he gets his come up and you know whatever. It's it's I, that's what I like about him. It I read something interesting that. A, the pilot was shot with a different actor instead of Mark Lynn Baker. That the pilot was shot, the series was going to go forward with Louis Anderson in the role of Cousin Larry. Wow. Wow. That
0: That's would have been... Terrible.
1: Way different.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Belky. Uh, like, oh. oh.
0: I <laughs> this, yeah, that would have been canceled maybe after episode three or four. Yeah. This is back in the 80s. <laughs> so, what's your thoughts on Larry, Lisa? Uh,
2: I like his his, his, neur- his neuroses. Like he's so neurotic, and he has to have you know he has to have his his um his stomach medicine, and he you know he's always got something wrong, but yet he still pushes himself to do all these things. And I think that all these extra characters really made him work better. Like having you know the quote unquote hot girlfriend, and having you know the people that he worked with always giving him a hard time, not really giving him any, any extra things. I think it really made him work for his storyline so well.
0: Now the, um, the other characters are our main cast. Uh, we have Valky, we have Larry, and then we have Melanie Wilson who played Jennifer Lyons. She was from season two through eight. Uh, we had, uh, Mary Ann Spencer, which was season two through eight. Uh, Rebecca Arthur is the one who played. And, uh, then we had, um, Edwina, Twinkasetti. Twinkasetti, yeah. Yeah, she was only. Sorry, Lisa, what? No, I was just
2: saying. Yeah, Twinkasetti's
1: wife.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and she was only season one through two, uh, and then yeah, we. Yeah, because ha- that's that's
1: when the junk shop. You know, and Larry got a different job.
0: Yeah, uh, we had Lydia Markham, which was from seasons three through seven. Uh, we had Donald, her husband. Uh, uh, you know, Edwin, you know, a husband. Mister Twinkasetti. Yeah, okay. season one through two, and then we had Susan Campbell. Uh, which was season one through two, and then Sam play season three through seven. Um, now we had a recurring cast, which would be Harriet Winslow. She was season three through four. Um, is it? I mean, how hard is it to imagine that your this this reminds me of Buffy and Angel, where uh, Angel gets his own show, and there's you know diehard Buffy fans, but you find more as time goes on that there's more diehard angel fans almost. And this is kind of the thing. It's like uh, family matters produce more than perfect strangers. You know, you don't ever see spinoffs being that successful. You know, how crazy is that?
1: Yeah. It's, it's rare for the spinoff to actually work out. You know I mean? Mork and Mindy and Laverne and Shirley are obvious ones, but then you have your Joni loves Chachi, you know, Uh, spinoffs are tough, you know, Joey spinning off from friends like, uh, um, so yeah, it's, it's, definitely odd when the uh, spinoff is as successful, you know, even arguably more successful than the original.
0: Yeah. Now the theme song, nothing's going to stop me now. Love it. You you really like this theme song.
1: Okay. It's a great, I love the intro to this. Um, I like the intro once you get into the, I, I believe it's the third season.
0: Yep. Season three. They shorten when they it change. up. Yeah.
1: You know, the first, se- first two seasons, it kind of where it would normally end, it goes on for like another 20 seconds. Like, okay, it's a little long, but. I love it. I love you see Larry leaving his house and his family in Wisconsin, driving to Chicago. See, you know, and at the same time they're intercutting Belky, you know, doing the same thing in Mepos, and, and just showing kind of the two of them making the trek to Chicago, not knowing about each other really. And kind of bang, here we are, you know, it's, yeah. it's good. It's fun. It has, you know, it has great scenes from from the show in it. You know, it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I really love the, the actual stuff in the song. I'm asking you because, you know, we always have a thing on this show where we talk about the theme song of the of the show, um, the actual theme song itself. You yep. really love this song.
1: Yeah, I like it. It's okay. cool. It's a great TV show theme song.
0: OK, what about you, Lisa? How do you feel about uh, this theme song and then the stuff that's actually in the credits? Are you a big fan of this song?
1: I I am.
2: I think it works. Like, it's something that you don't think about, but you find yourself singing. Like, you're just, like, singing along with it and you're watching because it's the perfect way to give the storyline without going to all the detail if someone's just randomly picking up, like, that episode.
0: Right. I would agree.
2: I mean, it's perfect that way.
0: Yeah. I I would agree. This, to me, is in 21 Jump Street where I'm like, I could play that song over and over and over and over and over. I think
1: any theme song is like 21. That one sticks in my head. More than anything.
0: Yeah, I I mean, just by hearing that song makes me want to listen to our episode again on Twenty One Jump Street. It's like <laughs> I just I that song is amazing, you know. And uh, this one it definitely it works. It's good. I have nothing bad to say about it, but it's not my favorite theme song out of all the shows that we've done. I mean, for sure, in Living Color and Twenty One Jump Street, those ones are really killer. Uh, but that's the beauty, you know. We don't get we don't get this anymore. We don't get theme songs. We don't get we just get stupid little you know, title cards, and then you're, you're in the show already. You know, It is
1: weird. There's very few. Uh, my wife and I were talking about that the other night.
0: We were watching Orange is the New
1: Black, and uh, it's got a fairly lengthy intro. And she's like, man, I really hate shows that have long intros. It kind of got me thinking about it. Like, yeah, there's very few these days. I mean, Big Bang is probably a long intro by standards now, and that's pretty quick. You know, that zips by back in the 80s and 90s. You would have, like, the first segment of the show would just be the intro. And then they'd yeah. go to commercial, you know?
0: Yeah, I would say True Blood, that is... Because, you know, I've admitted that I watched that show. That has an extremely long intro. I fast-forward every episode. Yeah. It takes it's, for It's shortened attention spans now, you know? Yeah. Yep, yeah. we want it now. We want it, and we want it now. Yeah. But, you know, I... I I have to say Teen Wolf, you know, I'm a big, huge fan of Teen Wolf and they have an intro song, but it lasts 30 seconds. Yeah. But but it, once you hear it, you know it, it sticks in your head and you're like, man, I could listen to that over and over again. But I, I do miss these because these were definitely the fun intros. The Family Matters one I've never really liked. I thought it was kind of stupid, to be honest with you. I guess I just don't like the singer i just like that's the one thing about the show that i never like was the intro the family matters was that song i don't know what it is you know forgive me for it but it's definitely not as awesome as this one <laughs> but uh yeah. but yeah it's definitely Things getting all choked up <clears throat> i am man i'm losing my voice here uh so let's um you know season wise one of the things we talk about sir is is did the show have, I guess, quote-unquote, staying power? Right. You know, with Twenty One Jump Street, it, it started to wind down, you know, and lost mm-hmm. some of its stars. Uh, and then we kind of uh, – we had In Living Color, you know, kind of did that. And then we had Big Bang, which is still solid and arguably gets better and better as we go on. So with eight seasons here, uh, how do you think the show stood the test of time uh, in regards to staying power?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. I think this show stayed a little too past its prime. Uh, and I think it's reflected when they bumped it off of Friday night schedule um, at the end there. I, it They started to run out of stories. They teased the whole Jennifer and Larry uh, wedding yeah. for quite a while at the end, you know, for a couple of seasons. Um, and it just ended up, eighth season seemed really thrown together and they tried at one point introducing a child because that was the thing. They are like, oh, we got to have a kid in here, you know? And that, for me, I've said it a hundred times, that kills shows for me, is when yeah. you all of a sudden introduce the kid into it. And this was just some kid. It wasn't even like they had a kid, which is bad enough. Right. But when you just, like, family ties it and all of a sudden there's this, like, grown kid in the show, <laughs> um, it's it, it really... I think this first six seasons were strong. I think especially starting with two, I thought the, you know, once you get Jennifer and Marianne into it,
0: yeah, two, two
1: through six were good. Uh, seven and eight didn't need to happen. You could have put the, the last couple of episodes of eight onto six and just called it the end, you know, um, I, you know, it's one of those. It's just unfortunate. It was, uh, it was successful for them, So they just kept rolling with it surprisingly, but yeah, it. I, I didn't need those last two.
0: Yeah. Uh, what about you, Lisa? How do you, are, do you, are you kind of on the same thought pattern in regards to this? Or do you really dig seven and season eight? Actually, I
2: have to agree. Like, I, you know, I love the show. But you, f- I found that when you got to the last two seasons that you really, you know, it was like the same formula and it was like, bam, bam, bam. And there was not really much variation. And if there was, there wasn't any growth. Like, you, you still saw stuff happening, but it wasn't like, okay, you, you're you following the character, you're evolving with it, you get it. And it just sort of seemed like it was the same type. They were just trying to find new ways to do the same stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. had the same slapstick to it, and it just was sort of starting to fall.
0: Yeah, season seven, Larry and Jennifer, you know, they're married. Uh, the series kind of uh, goes towards Balky and Marianne's relationship. Yep. And, um, you know, th- coming up, uh, as I told you, I'm a big fan of Bones. Uh, they've confirmed that those two are going to get married this season. Um, now, you know, as, as you know, some of our friends have said uh, the show kind of lost the sexual tension because they got together, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they had a baby and stuff. I've really enjoyed where they've taken it. And I've seen this in the past, you know, like how this kind of storyline ruins shows, you know, a kid, marriage. I think you just got to have creative writing, you know. Um, well, and, and that's,
1: that's the problem with this show, too, is as much as I love it, you know, the the writing was not good. I mean, the writing was... It was formulaic. It was very formulaic, you know, and, and that's... But that's kind of the charm of it, too, is that, for me, the chemistry between Larry and Belke was so good. Between those two guys, between the actors and how they were written, was so good between them that it made the insane script writing actually you're like okay all right you know i'm gonna overlook this insanity and that started to kind of fall apart especially towards the end was you because you you had them separated really you you had the two romances and you had larry with jennifer and Valkyrie and marianne and they would separate and almost have their own separate storylines going and so you didn't have as much of them together and that's where the show falls is when that's based when that chemistry is what's holding your threadbare storylines together, you know, and you separate them. That really exposes how bad the writing is.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, in season eight, uh, they ended the series with a two part episode up in the air.
1: Yeah. That was uh, a cop out ending too.
0: Yeah. It was heralded as like the birth of a baby. Um, and the last scene, I guess is this musical montage of like set to unforgettable by Nat yeah. King Cole. Uh, closing credits shows the cast bowing before the studio audience, which I like that. You know, not many yeah. shows do that. Uh, Medium, which is one of my all time favorite shows on NBC with Patricia Arquette, they did that on the last episode. Every single one of them came out uh, as actual actors and said bye to everybody. On the, and I thought that was great because you don't see that, you know, nowadays. I believe in Family Ties they did that, right? They, they bowed out. The I think they audience. did.
1: Cosby Show did, I believe. Um, Yeah, I like it. That's a cool move, you know, and you kind of uh, peel back that curtain, you know, and like, you know, here we are, the actors, you know. I I think it's cool. Um, I just hate, I hate basically two episode montages.
0: Yeah.
1: And your season, like,
0: we've run out of stuff. (laughs) We just do montages for the next two weeks. Yeah. But, you know, six seasons of of Saladness, which I guess arguably... I mean, that's where the kid comes in at the end of – in six. I guess you could say one through five is like, boom, this is your your meat and potatoes. Watch season one through five. And I guess six through eight is kind of, you know, up in the air, I guess. Up in the air. I get it. (laughs) So (laughs) so how do you feel, Lisa, in regards to – you know, like with 21 Jump Street, we kind of went – watch season one through four – and just call it a rest uh we yeah. and we did that so uh how how are you with this show are you kind of like one through five boom you're done or would you say finish six or you know how would you go
2: i would probably say go finish six i mean because you sort of wanted to wrap things up a little bit more right i just i just felt like, yeah by the last two seasons they were really stretching it and you got sick of just seeing this like at, maybe not as you, when you were younger because you didn't always get the storylines but to now, to go back and watch it, you sort of see, like, okay, I'm getting, you know, either they're together or it doesn't work, or they're trying to make this storyline work and that fails on the other side of the storyline. So, and you can't, and I get it because you can't make them be together forever and have it all work like that, but at the same time, you can't create a new show just by having them apart. So,
0: yeah, it's true. Um, you know, I love like just some of my favorite episodes were like the karate kids you know that that was, was
1: my favorite episode
0: yeah that was I was just gonna mention that like
1: <laughs> you haven't seen the karate kids yeah I love that's got one of my favorite quotes when when Larry's got to learn karate to beat up Chuck the big bully at the bar and he's like Belky I can't learn karate in a week He's like, I don't know. I went and saw that movie. And, uh, I went, I went out to the theater, got some popcorn, and came back. He was kicking everything he could put his foot on.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny? If you go into YouTube and you type in, you know, Perfect Strangers, uh, that's the fourth top most watched thing is the Karate Kids episode, which is all good. Man. It's
1: hilarious because the uh, there's a lot of physicality between those two, and a lot of things where they'll have like slap fights, and then they'll pause and stare at each other. In that episode, they. Have, It's my favorite because, you know, Larry comes in. They've learned karate now. He's ready to use it. He comes in and Belky's in full ninja gear hiding, waiting for him. And then they have this full attack where Larry's defending him using sausage links as nunchucks. And it's
0: hilarious. Ninja Ninja Turtles 2 style, man. (laughs)
1: Exactly. It's it's, a great episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, you got to love, though, I mean, as formulaic as it is, you got to love just, as you said, the two characters – you, you pretty much wanted to see whatever story they wanted to throw at you. You know, when you have two characters that work so well and have great chemistry together, you're willing to, as you can tell, stick around for this long because, I mean, that's clearly what kept the show going was these two guys, you know, and everybody, you know, everybody recognized that chemistry. And that's really hard to find nowadays. You know, how many shows are based on two people that have to carry a show and last longer than two seasons nowadays?
1: Right, right. You know? No yeah
0: so um did you have uh what were some of your other favorite episodes
1: uh, i I like the one where they're up at the snow we're up at the, the ski lodge and they get snowed in uh that one always cracks me up there Larry and Belkie are trying to tunnel out and they're going different directions they tunnel where they think they're free and they come out on the other side of the cabin they're trapped in just those are funny. I like the episodes where they have the main four characters together yeah uh, you know you get the the goofiness of Marianne and the goofiness of Belki and the more, you know, stayed and steady of the other two. I like those. I like, I loved a lot of the episodes where you get, as you say, Harriet Winslow, you know, working at the Chronicle. Um, she just, she had a lot of the great lines. Yeah. You know, and she, a lot of, you know, a lot of the episodes, she was just kind of there for, you know, here, there, not major part of it, but she always was a scene stealer in those. It was funny. Um, you yeah, know, that's, It was great to see this, you know, when it's, like we talked about, when it spun off, like, oh, that's cool. I enjoyed it from that, you know?
0: Yeah, she was, uh, you know, this is season three. She was working as the elevator operator, and then that's her husband, Carl, which we all know. He got introduced in the uh, opener of season four. And, uh, you know, then it spun off, and it's just, you know, I mean, we'll definitely do, you know, Family Matters for its own episode. But just, you know, briefly, it's just... It's it's cool to see spinoff be so successful, which is just so hard. You know, TV is so different back then than it is now. You know, I mean, it really shows. Like this, really make you cherish the 80s and the early 90s. You know, uh, Saved by the Bell. I mean, as crappy as that show is, I still have such a good time watching the reruns on Saturday, whatever cable channel is playing it. And then you get to the college years, and it's like, uh eh, yeah, it's not as good. You well, know. just
1: this reminds me, I mean, over the last couple years, I picked up, you know, Perfect Strangers and Mr. Belvedere and a lot of these old Belvedere. series that I loved as a kid. You love Mr. Belvedere,
0: right, Lisa? Yeah, it's a, it
2: was a great show.
1: Thank it is us. a great show. Good times. I love Mr. Belvedere. Um, but I just I miss the times where you would like, you know, with this in the TGIF lineup where you would sit with the family. This was one of the few times few times a week that my family, all four of us would get together when I was a kid. Uh, we we're always apart, you know, somebody's gone here, there, whatever. But where you could all sit, you could all enjoy two hours of sitcoms and funny, and you don't have to worry about what you're going to see. And just, it's, it was fun and funny, and they, they don't have that anymore. That's been missing. And they've, you know, they've tried that to replicate it a lot of times, you know, to build that block and just to have the whole family-friendly part of it. Uh, it was something that I really missed. Something kind of really nostalgic
0: about it. Yeah, you know, me and you, we're huge Big Bang Theory fans. I mean, we did a whole episode on it just recently. But even that can't be completely family-friendly with no. some of the stuff that, you know, they got to get Raj a prostitute and, yeah. and stuff like this. So, I mean, the good th- a lot of things – I mean, my kids watch Big Bang, and a lot of things luckily go over their heads. But right. it this – unfortunately, you're right. We – we'll probably never, ever see a TGI Friday event. <laughs> TGIF. Yeah. Or, or the ever. sit
1: and watch the Cosby show and just, and family ties, you know, that block that NBC had, you know, with facts of life and family ties. And speaking of spinoffs, facts of life being a great spinoff. Um,
0: yeah. And head of the class, man, this is another yeah. one that was the lineup was head. Of, yeah. you know, that's an excellent it, show.
1: Those are great, great memories and great shows that everyone can watch. and, you know, obviously gave them historic ratings at the time, uh, because of that. Cause you could get an entire family to sit and watch it. Yeah. And
2: nowadays I find that it's either segmented, either you have, it's a Disney show
1: mm-hmm. or like,
2: uh, uh, you know, one of the uh, kids channels where it's really a kid show or you've got, it's regular network TV. There's no in between anymore. It, well,
0: you, you know, what's funny. I saw a picture the other day that had a eighties TV show with girls. And then it put, uh, TV show of today's girls, and it was from Victorious, and they were all wearing these short skirts, yeah. and these girls didn't. And they said, my, how TV has changed. And it was such an impactful picture. It Just little words, but just the two side by side. I mean, I, me and you have talked about just how after 7 p.m., man, you could say the S word. You, I mean, yeah. give, give, give it five more years, and you'll probably be able to say F whenever you want, man. I mean, it's pretty terrible how TV is so – degenerating now
1: it's oh it is but it's not just tv it's it's a lot of things and you know i'm not gonna get on a moral soapbox well about yeah it, but, of course you know but it, and another big part of that is you know when this was on when we're talking about you know late 80s especially you know there there wasn't the amount of channels that there are now so it wasn't segmented as much because the majority of people whether you had cable or not the majority of people were watching network tv and yeah there wasn't cable tv wasn't for original programming you know right it was for other things you know and now there's legitimately 50 channels coming up with original programming every night which you know spreads you across and so you have to find something to draw people so you've got to get a little more outrageous with this or a little a little more gritty with that and it kind of the whole family friendly thing gets lost and it's just kind of Shoved off to ABC Family or you know Disney Channel or whatever, and and at that point the majority of it, at least for me, gets too watered down.
0: Yeah. Hey kids, let's sit down and watch Teen Mom season three. (laughs) Right. I mean, I'm finished in Teen Wolf, and they're premiering Teen Mom three, and it's just like seriously, I mean, this is the crap that I have to deal with nowadays. I mean, what is TV gonna be like when my kids? you know get older you know and it's just i miss these tgif fridays man they're just, they're, it's just a gem that we're never going to get back unfortunately is yeah. is really the, the the case you know and it feels like we're being all down on this show but we're really mm-hmm. lifting it up because it, it sounds like some old fogies do. yeah because i mean <laughs> you kids don't know what it was like this this was at a pivotal time this show came out at, at the perfect time and really helped build the generation that we know of TGI Friday. I mean, they probably named that restaurant after this four set of shows. I mean, that that's probably, you know, I should look it up. But I really feel like, you know, TGI Friday is named after this block of television, you know. Because nothing says, nothing says family matters and perfect strangers like happy hour drinks. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> so what else do you guys want to talk about with this show? I because we kind of went out. Our, sorry, people. We went out our soapbox there for a little while. We apologize. Lisa's like, oh, man, what did I get myself into?
2: That's the beauty of, you know, the CCP. You never know where it's
0: going to go. You got <laughs> to find out.
1: Especially when it's like the second recording of the night. It starts to get a little goofy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we apologize. <laughs> oh, good times. But uh, now... Uh, was there any character in particular... I mean, we had our main four. Was there anybody that you just didn't dig? You're just like, man, I hate it when they're on screen. Hmm. I really didn't have anybody.
1: No, I didn't either. I actually really liked Twinkasetti in the first couple of seasons. I thought he was funny. He was very stereotypical. You know, he's the both the slumlord, landlord that they have and their boss. Um, just, you know, he'd always... He always had nicknames for both of them, you know. Hey, Tweedledee and Tweedledumber, and he oh, he's called Belky Turnip, you know. Just right. off the turnip truck. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he always cracked me up. I I was sad to see him go, but um, yeah. there's no characters I really didn't like.
0: What about you, Lisa? Did you have anybody?
2: Um, not that I really disliked. I just think that, like, um, when it came to, like, Mr. Gorbley or Lydia, I really liked them when they were there, but they weren't there enough to, like, you know, you weren't like, oh, I want to see them again next week. And even, unfortunately, for the first, you know, when when um, the girls first came on, like it took a while for them for it to seek in where you're like, oh, I wanted to see them every week, except for to find out what outrageous outfit they were dressed in that week.
1: <laughs> oh, man. What denim jumper is, is she wearing this week? <laughs> right. right. So so 80s, man. Oh, yeah. Great hair and amazing clothes.
0: So would you say that they were really annoying at first and they had to grow on you?
2: Uh, I wouldn't say annoying, but they did have to grow on me. Because at first it was sort of like, okay, here we go. The stereotypical, you know, hot girls, what are they going to do? And at first it was like, wow, they're really not anything to the show. You had to really, like, let them develop before you're like, okay, I can sort of see their point of being here.
0: Right. What about you, man? Because I, you know, right from the get-go – you know, I kind of dug them. It was definitely what they needed. You know, you didn't want to just have the show just about two guys. You know, you got to have some girls in there. But I don't know, it was pretty cool. I didn't have any issues with them. Did you?
1: No, I didn't. I I liked them. I like Jennifer Marianne. Would kind of annoy me sometimes as the ultra ditzy blonde. Um, okay. But they but they did something genius with that, right? So they live in the building, so you have an excuse for the for them to be on the show pretty regularly at the beginning, right? You know, after they meet them in the in the health club. Suddenly they discover both of them also live in the same building as you in Chicago. What a coincidence! Mm-hmm. Um, but but then you make them flight flight attendants, stewardesses, what have you, so you can write them out of episodes here and there. Whatever you have a story you want to tell with just the guys, right? Excuse me, all oh, the girls are gone. They're on a flight, you know. Uh, I kind of I kind of dug that because they didn't overexpose them in the first couple seasons that they had them, it's, you know, it's
0: so
1: genius writing, <laughs> genius writing after I just tore the writing apart. Right. <laughs>
0: but it is.
1: It's, it's, you know, it's a creative way to be able to write them off the show. If you're going to have regular quote unquote characters, but not use them all the time right away.
0: You know, um, like with pretty little liars, you know, you're, you're luckily your wife has been hooked on it. It's awesome. She's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, She's crazy. Yep. You know, it's one of my all time favorite shows. I never miss it. It's on tonight actually, but there's just occasionally where I'm just like, okay, the parents should be in this situation, you know, like I haven't seen the dad in a a particular season, you know? So I do like that writing where you have legitimate reasons for somebody to be gone. You know, I guess if you're a lawyer, it's cool. You know, you're going to be busy, but there's certain shows that unfortunately, you know, kind of fall you know kind of loopholes if you will or plot hole or whatever you want to call it that uh, you know it's good to have writing like this where you can just have have a person in a show whenever you want them and it it makes sense basically you know or
1: you do or you do like the Hogan family and you just just have a whole new mom show up and oh my god the dad's a pilot who shows up like three times a season
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man so bad The Hogan family. Didn't that get a spinoff?
1: Well, it started Valerie's family, and then Valerie Harper left. So they got, uh, what's her name, Sandy Duncan, and it became the Hogan family. Yeah. And then the Hogans. And I don't know if it spun off, but that was, you know, that was Jason Bateman's big deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's my boy, man, Mr. Bateman. (laughs) Oh, good times. You know, he's... We talked about this before, man. It was so cool. Just, uh, you know, he disappeared and then all of a sudden just yeah. showed up. And, and then, as you said, Netflix kind of tore your show apart, man.
1: Yeah, that was – it's sad. I love Jason Bateman. Love him. And I'm glad to see him having all the success that he deserves. And, and like, he jokes, you know, he still has the face and the hairstyle of a 19-year-old kid, uh, which is incredible. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, Netflix did uh, Arrested Development wrong. That was – not a good thing but I love seeing him successful again because he did legitimately him and his sister disappeared and um, and yeah. thankfully he at least clawed his way back yeah and is now you know a, an A-list actor again making movies Justine not so much you know she makes cameos in his things every once in a while but
0: I'm hoping Michael J. Fox comes back with a bang, man, and I think he will. I've been seeing the previews, and it looks so good. Did
1: it does see, look good. Hopefully, his health holds
0: up. You have seen the one about like the car shaking? And he goes, "Oh, this is straight for me." You know, yeah, <laughs> so good. Are you excited about Michael J. Fox, Lisa coming back to TV? I am
1: super excited.
2: He is such a good actor, and like to finally take you know what he's dealing with personally and turn it into a show is just genius.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I agree 100%. It takes
1: guts to do too. I mean, it it really takes guts to come out and be like, look, this is what I got. It's no secret. Everybody knows. People make jokes about it. Let's make it part of the show. Let's not try and hide it. Let's not write around it. You know. He he,
0: yeah. he fits in the class act as Billy Zabka, baby. Yeah, exactly. Big, big class act. Oh, so I'm so. It's hard to believe he's 54 years old, man. Dude, I know. Jeez. I just, like you'd feel like he'd be young forever. It, like. He's
2: with that, how many movies
0: he did, it just seems like he just, you wouldn't think he'd age. Yeah. I, I love, you know, revisiting just the Back to the Future movies we're on the other day. And part two, I still have my favorite, man. I It's funny. I switch between one and two. I'm like, I watch one, oh, this is my favorite. I watch two, oh, this is my favorite. But I think two is my favorite because it has so much in it, you know, three different time frames in there. And he's just so great in that movie. It's like, oh man, it's, Michael J. Fox is just so awesome. I'm telling you.
2: you can't forget stuff like Secret of My Success and uh, yeah. in the more like just funny movies he did.
0: You know, the hard way was with James Woods. That's probably the one movie where I have a hard time watching him in because he's so over the top in that movie.
1: I just watched Doc Hollywood the other day. Oh, Forgot yeah. how much I like that movie.
0: Excellent. Um, I I don't think I think I've only seen part of that movie. Is it's Doc? Good. Yeah i mm-hmm. heard it's kind of a Northern exposure
1: storyline.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, light of day is one of the movies that are really hard to find. And I have it on my iPod. That's the one with uh, Joan jet. It's a really dramatic movie. Um, have you guys seen that one? No. Okay. So light of day, it's essentially where um, his sister is Joan jet and they're, uh, and Michael McKeon, uh, you know, from spinal tap. And yep. yeah, he's, uh, he's in the band And it's basically about this kind of bar group and just the problems of a brother and sister and their mom uh, is very, you know, kind of hateful towards her but loves him. And there's a lot of great acting from him because, you know, they get into fights and there's one point where they actually punch each other and stuff. It's a really hardcore movie, but it's really hard to find. And I think it's one of Michael J. Fox's best movies he's ever done. But not a lot of people know about it, unfortunately. So... But if you dig, "Light of Day" was uh, is um, actually a song which was done by oh my gosh, what was that guy's name? Um, oh Springfield. Um, Rick Springfield. No, not Rick Springfield. Uh, The other guy, Born in USA. What's Bruce Springsteen? (laughs) Bruce Springsteen. What's that guy's name? What's that? What's his face? Yeah, what's his face? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I'm off my game, man. <laughs> Woo!
1: Mike, you are amazing.
0: I know, man. Bruce Springsteen, yeah, he wrote "Light of Day" for Joan Jett, and she just kills it. You can buy it on iTunes. But
1: I like stuff. a nice little lesser-known movie of, of Michael J. Fox's. It was my guilty pleasure a few months ago. Is uh, "Midnight Madness"? It's a good one.
0: Midnight, man. I would have to say mine would be "Greedy" with uh with Mr. Um, Kurt Douglas. Oh. Ah. I love that one, man. The ending is still the best. I've, I never saw the ending coming. So I love how this is turned into <laughs> <obscured> <laughs>
1: Michael J. Fox movie talk.
0: <laughs> so Belky's awesome. Yeah. it's that, how we roll. Lisa, how you like it?
2: Oh, well, you know, you got to roll with punches. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, one of the things I was talking about, like, you know, to see some of the stuff they've done since the show is just, I don't know. Like you, they get they got so typecasted in that role that when they did other stuff it was so different that you're like oh my god this is amazing.
0: Well he was in a movie with John uh, what is that he was like a magician or something who's ba- he ba- Balky um, he was in that movie with uh, John had a really he was from Night Court had the really long name John Lyricette? yeah there you go he was in a movie with him. And Balky was like this uh, magician guy or something. And I forget what the heck was the name of that movie. Let me look it up. I remember seeing Mark Lynn Baker in an, I think it was an early
1: episode of Law and Order, where he played like a pedophile. <laughs> it was like, oh,
0: Cousin yeah. Larry is creepy. Yeah, Law and Order SVU, right? I remember I think, that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, Cousin Larry makes me feel weird. Second Sight. <laughs> it, it was, he was made Second Sight during uh, filming of Perfect Strangers. It's uh yeah it's with uh, John Larroquette uh Bess Armstrong and he's a paranormal detective and uh and he's a psychic uh Bronson is uh it's a crazy movie so uh that's the one movie that outside of Beverly Hills Cop that I just totally loved him in that was kind of different he was also in True Romance too so
1: oh yeah he sure was yeah they basically played Belky in that too
0: yeah that is a crazy movie as well I love that movie. Good times. That's how we roll, man, at CCP. We just talk about everything. Because this is the <laughs> right. place.
1: Yeah, it's all good. You guys like alligators?
0: <laughs> you know what I love at EZA? When you're like, you remember that movie you were in? That was good. Or great. <laughs> how did you do it when you said this turned into a Chris Farley show? What was your line? I forgot. Like, I remember when you were in that movie?
1: <laughs> that was cool.
0: <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh, man. Mike, you're the, you're the king. I know. Step by Step, baby. He was in that show, too. Was he really? Yeah. I'm just going down. I'm just going step down. Step by
1: Step was another show. That that show was set in Wisconsin.
0: Yeah. That that was a great show. I love Step Fictional by Step. Fictional city of Port Washington, Wisconsin. Did you watch Step by Step, Lisa?
2: I did, actually. I didn't miss it. I mean, I, I at the time, I didn't get a lot of the parental stuff, but like you loved the whole the ensemble of the kid cast. It was just like, you know... You
0: couldn't miss it. Yeah, and Sasha Mitchell went on to replace Van Damme and kickboxer. I was <laughs> like, when did he learn how to fight? Whoa. <laughs> like Cody is actually normal and doesn't talk like a surfer. Good times. <laughs> so yeah, perfect strangers. You remember that show? I think we were talking about that at one point in this episode. <laughs> those guys on that thing? Yeah, those guys in that thing that was once on TV <laughs> a long time ago.
1: The one thing I did like about the end of Perfect Strangers was when Belki got to write his comic book strip based on his stuffed sheep, Dimitri. Yeah. Was... I always enjoyed that. that was
2: I boring. love Dimitri.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Jameson's bored, when he's posting Bill Murray pictures on Facebook.
1: I just found the card laying on the floor <laughs> where I'm sitting. I just found a Ghostbusters 2 Bill Murray card laying Oh,
0: in. man. <sighs> I love that logo. That's my favorite logo.
1: I Ooh. love it. I'm like, hey, there's Bill Murray, my favorite actor. He's laying there looking at me.
0: Good times. And he's watching Perfect Strangers with us.
1: Why not? He's heck, part of the discussion.
0: Heck yeah. Well, do we have anything else to say about Perfect Strangers before we hear what the channel surfers have to say? I'm exhausted. I'm well, straight. Uh, so overall rating. I, I guess uh, I, I can't do to, Have we rated shows before? On like a No. Scale? We haven't? No. All right, we're not going to start now then. Very so. good. All <laughs> Let's go into Channel servers. This is the slam. This is the fun. We're gonna do it like it ain't been before. This is the slam. This is the fun. We're
1: gonna bring you like a great fist strong.
0: All right, sir. So, Lisa the legend wrote us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't really want me you don't really want me to read your email, do you? No, you don't have to read it. Okay. Well, um I'm, try, I'm trying to skim through your email to see if there's anything that you kind of touched upon that we might have missed. Um, you know, you did talk about the cheesy and predictable it was, but it had a lot of heart. And
1: Did she mention any Michael J. Fox movies that she might like? Was
0: uh, that in there? <laughs> I mean, I I t- did
2: mention the fact that they had both been in Law and Order. Like, you remember the one you said that, that he, he played the creepy guy, and then um, Bronson Pinot did the same thing. He played
1: this
0: creepy dentist doctor that, you know. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. let's be honest, man. They really are phenomenal actors. I mean, yeah. they really can, the drama card, they can really pull that off. I mean, Law & Order SVU really, um, it really shows your acting chops. It really does. And when they were on the, that show, yeah, that dentist episode, crazy. Yeah,
2: <laughs> You wouldn't have expected it, but it's
0: like, wow. Do you remember that, man? I do.
1: That's the uh, reason I haven't brushed my teeth since seeing it.
0: <laughs> That's why you got all that gingivitis going on? That's right. Good times. Well, uh, we did have uh, Anthony the Epic emailer did write in. All right. Because, uh, you know, I threatened that if you didn't write in, canceling the show. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was a good time. So here's what he had to say. Hello there, Ms. Sunis and Jameson. It's been a while, but you're back with another CCP episode. We're back with CCP, but we didn't stay on topic, so that's how we roll. Mm. Uh, Not going to complain, but I know that you guys are busy with life, so getting one out is all appreciated. Also, there's always STL and the Underground Hour to tie us over. There's your cheap plug, Masunis. But let's be honest, he never listens to the Underground Hour, so I don't even know why he brought that up. Exactly. But let's move on. When it comes to perf—you like that, Lisa? Is that funny? That's funny. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm real silly right now. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. When it comes to Perfect Strangers, I'm glad they are doing this. Probably has to do with my suggesting it way back when you were asking for suggestions. Uh, This is a show that I enjoyed watching when I was younger and even uh, do so when I happened to get the first two seasons on DVD. The DVDs might have been mostly for my sister but could have helped – laughing when I watched a few episodes with her. Mark Lynn Baker and Bronson uh, did a great job in making the characters, Larry and Balki, enjoyable, and their pairing fit for what they were going for, even when adding the other show's characters were nice mixtures. For a show that had a spinoff, Family Matters, another good show in its own, night, uh, in its own right, it was able to make its own show, although I will admit that around the end it started to wind down. It's unfortunate that there hasn't been any releases of the seasons past the second season. That's actually pretty interesting. We didn't talk about that. Um, huh. 21 Jump Street, you know, I just bought the full series for 30 bucks. you know, a while ago. Um, and I think all of our shows we've talked about have been on DVD. I didn't know that this one didn't go past season two.
1: You can get season one through eight.
0: You can? Yep. Okay. It must, you must have found that on, like, uh, your uh, alley back in the... No yeah. warehouse. Yeah, yeah. There's, okay. yeah,
1: there's a guy. I know him. That's Excellent.
0: cool. Uh I heard that it has to do with the copyright issue with some of the music. Hopefully yeah. those issues will be resolved because it will be nice for uh past and even new fans to see them. So that's all from my email. See you until I send you a new another one. Anthony that big emailer. Well thank you, sir, for writing in. Good times. So all right. So it is available on Amazon, sir, or do you have to go somewhere else to uh Purchases. i don't know i don't
1: i i don't actually have one through eight, but i saw that you can get it okay um yeah i watch most of the uh past two youtube has almost every single episode on it
0: yeah it's they true
1: have 50 episodes
0: yeah if you just type in perfect strangers literally like the best of the best is there they're like 23 minutes long they cut out the commercials, so it makes it pretty fast viewing they're,
1: they're good quality
0: yeah it is so Um, that is it for emails. So if you guys want to write in, where do they do that, sir?
1: (laughs) Ha ha. Here's where I shine.
0: Heck yeah. Uh,
1: I would write in to ccpodcast1 at gmail.com. That's the number one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? I love how proud you are of yourself. That's good times.
1: That's because I couldn't do it the first time and I felt bad. It's true. You shamed me, and and the names you called me off-air were just uncalled for. Man. Way out of line.
0: Hey, Lisa can, uh, you know, vouch that I haven't called you any names in the background today. I don't
1: know that. Uh, You know what, though? I've had the recording going every time I walked away, so we'll see.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's how we roll in the Shire.
0: Yeah. Well, Lisa, (laughs) I feel a little bit bad because, you know, we had you talking all about mannequin, and then this one, we were kind of like, yeah, we're... I don't know. I felt like we kind of pushed it aside. I'm sorry about that.
2: No, not at all. I, you know, I'm all for it. I mean, it's great to sit there and be able to talk about it.
0: Well, you did bring up some good stuff, so... Appreciate your help here because I was a little rusty on the show because it's unfortunately, you know, it had been a while and I wasn't able to catch up as much as I wanted to. But uh, luckily, I was able to catch up a lot of stuff on YouTube and just a lot of documentation to help me remember a lot of stuff. But I'm glad you were able to stick around and help Jameson and I and go tangent about Michael J. Fox. That was super fun. So it was like STL part two, I guess. I don't know. Mike, let's
1: do another episode after this, man.
0: Dude, I'm spent, man. What? I got nothing, Holmes. He's oh. gonna be silent for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Fonda <laughs>
1: couldn't be that lucky.
0: Yeah, oh, <laughs> I know, right? So, <laughs> what, what what should we do for another episode, sir?
1: Um,
0: I don't know. Should we follow up with family matters?
1: We could you know what? We can do whatever we want.
0: We can, and we won't even talk about it. Mm. It's a mystery. We could just put up like Saturday Night Live. All seasons, and we'll just talk about about Family Ties
1: the whole time. 28 seasons, we're talking about it.
0: (laughs) I love how we did that with Raw. We're like, we're going to do 30 years of Raw, and we talked like two years. It was great. I loved it. Pretty much. So what do you think, Lisa? What should we follow up with?
2: Uh, You know what I'd really like to see? you. I just got this something, you know, like uh, Silver Spoons or Mr. Belvedere or just something old school but really
1: worth watching. Yeah. I'm hmm. down with any of those choices. Any any TV show from the 80s, I'm always down
0: with. You know, Different Strokes is always my, my, in my top fave, man. I love Different Strokes. What about you, Lisa? Oh, yeah.
2: I didn't miss it.
0: You know, because we had Mr. Knight Rider show up for an episode. <laughs> good times. Dude, Mr. T showed up. That was yeah. awesome. Man, Mr. Drummond and Willis. Save it, Mike. Save it. Yeah. Well, we're going to do another episode, right? You just said so. Great. Let's do it. Kick it off right now. <laughs> Part two. Of, Hello uh, and welcome to Changing <laughs> Oh, what man. What was the other
2: one? I'm think, I've got different strokes in my head, but what's the other one? Remember? um, It was the little boy that he, got, he adopted Webster. him? Webster. Webster.
1: There we go. Mr. Papadopoulos.
2: I was thinking of Webster and I had Punky Brewster. I was like, going for those
0: ones oh, in my head. Punky Brewster. Oh. She's smoking hot, man, too. Oh, I love Punky. Like, Punky Brewster was a child. She's not a child anymore. Oh, you mean now? Yeah.
1: I'm sure her name's not Punky Brewster anymore, though, I don't think. <laughs> well, no. That was uncomfortable.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not um, trying to be like that, uh, you know, <laughs> Mr. Larry in SVU that one time.
1: <laughs> I do remember seeing Salil uh, Moon Fry, and I think it was called Pumpkinhead? Yeah. she's this movie I saw her oh, in, like, yeah. post-Punky Brewster, I was like, Salil Moon Fry. I know that name. And it finally came to me like, holy crap,
0: look <laughs> at <laughs> Oh, man, good times. Yeah, that's great, man. I love Punky. I love Different Strokes. Oh, Punky. <laughs> man, punk, you know, Different Strokes and Punky Brewster, Give Me a Break, those all three went, man, hand-to-hand-to-hand. To hand to hand. That was like my other TGI Fridays was those three shows.
1: Really? See, I love me some Facts of Life. Facts of Life? I still watch Facts of Life. <laughs> because <laughs> Mike. My- when it comes right down to it, you take the good and you take the bad. You take them both and there you have it.
0: All right. We so got to we got to talk about Facts of Life, man, because uh the main star uh what what was her face? what's her face? I forgot. <laughs> Mrs Mrs Garrett? No, no, the girl. The, Joe? Uh, oh god, what was her Hold Fire? on. Let me look. <laughs> Bell- man This episode sucks. Hold on. Axel Life. What is your name, girl? Hold on. Ooh, I named all five of the girls on the show. Holly <laughs> uh, Ringwald? She was on the first Nancy season. Nancy McKeon. Yeah, Joe. OK, Nancy McKeon was in this show, uh, this this made-for-TV movie. That's called, all she does now. No, it's called uh, The Cry for Help, The Tracy Thurman Story. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, man. I don't know why I've seen that. That is a brutal movie. Lisa, have you seen that movie?
2: Yes, I, I, I've watched almost all of her stuff. Really
0: good. She plays a beaten
1: wife in eighty percent of her mov- her made for TV oh. movies. I think.
0: I love Nancy McKeon, and she she was with Michael J. Fox. Going back to J. Fox from earlier. Hey, we're gonna ring it all together. And they used to date. It was all good. <laughs> this is a train wreck episode. I'm sorry. I
1: love it. I love it. But she yeah.
0: fell into the she fell into the uh... six degrees of Robot, She always. <laughs> Kevin Baker, <Bacon>, right? <laughs>
1: sure. She fell into that mold with like uh, Meredith Baxter burney from Family Ties and yeah and the mom from uh, the mom from Who's the Boss where they just played beaten wives and everything. I saw them in like oh man like not without my daughter and oh like
2: yeah. and I mean you could even like with Nancy Mcguinn and um, the other one you could get but um the the Mom from Family Ties. Oh my God, Meredith Baxter Burnley. You got yes. so like she'd go on talk shows and talk about it. And It was like, yeah. lady, there's you know, like you're not
0: actually living this, you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when I when I played the role,
0: <laughs> I can't believe that George Clooney was in Faxa Life and, oh, Mo- yeah, dude. and Molly Ringwald. Oh my yeah. gosh, man! Poor George Clooney was the last couple seasons. He was he was the uh,
1: maintenance guy that lived in there yeah. while they were going to college.
0: TCP, Perfect Strangers, where we talk about every show in the 80s. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, Nancy McKeon, trans, the Tracy Thurman story, that movie still gives me chills, man, every time I watch it. It's just, man, so good. I love Nancy McKeon, man. She is good times. High school, uh, did you ever see High School USA where they had all of the 80s TV stars, Nancy McKeon, Michael J. Fox, Todd Bridges, They were and uh, what's-his-face? <laughs>
1: Here we go. <laughs> the guy from that show. The
0: guy from that show called ER, uh, Anthony um, – gosh. You the, can do it. Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards. Goose? Yep. He was the main douchebag of the movie. And Michael J. Fox had to get a car and race him, and they had uh, they had the Trans Am from um, Smoking the Abandon in that movie. And it was so cool. It was like a Expendables of the 80s kids. <laughs> it was it a was great movie. It's called High School USA. Go check it out. I have it on uh, Blu-ray. Or DVD, sorry, and uh, I,
1: was say, I got the Blu-ray treatment. I got <laughs> the Criterion edition of it.
0: Yeah, and uh, Nancy McKee and Michael J. Fox, their boyfriend and girlfriend in that movie, and Todd Bridges is Michael J. Fox's partner in crime. And uh, oh, he's a
1: partner in, a crime, in crime for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I love watching my dumbest criminals now.
1: He's, <laughs> he's been he's been involved in a lot of partner crimes.
0: Yeah, him and Vanilla Ice doing that celebrity boxing. We're we're just bringing in all the shows, so might as well just keep rolling, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh,
2: you were talking. I know it makes me think of you. Were talking about the the high school one, and it makes me think of. Uh, do you remember the after school specials?
0: Yes. Oh, yes.
2: People from like every like hit show. I remember. I have one. I found it a couple months ago because I always find the most random DVDs. But it was like the guy from uh, the brother from Mr. Belvedere.
1: Which one, the and- older one?
2: Yeah, the older one, Kevin. Yeah. And then it was the um. One of the guys from the Cosby Kids. and That,
0: like, that, that, that was, one kid.
2: <laughs> Malcolm and Jamal Warner. Love them. Um, you know, just like in some random movie. But like, I remember that used to be the big thing was like you'd wait, you know, every week. Just like um, The Wonderful World of Disney. Like there was something yeah. every week that you'd look like you'd go home and you're like, okay, I got to watch it this week.
0: The, the Wonderful World of Disney was my jam, man. That's where I got to see uh, Spy Kids or not spy kids little spies with Mickey Rooney uh and J- and Jason Harvey uh, was in there uh man double double teen or double what was it double switch where you had Elizabeth Shue. that was her first movie and then she went to Crowdy Kid that was mm-hmm. awesome
1: I did love that that in that yeah. amazing tales
0: Yeah loved and
1: amazing tales We had
0: Iron Man with Scott Bakula where he had those superpowers Oh man, the Wonderful World of Disney, that was oh, so <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> this is the greatest. You know other, just... you know other shows I used to really like?
1: <laughs> Let's go down the list. <laughs> right. Just let's just reminisce for the next hour about other shows.
0: Oh man, this is terrible. <laughs> All
1: right, Mike. We we gave the podcast. We got to wrap this thing up.
0: Yeah, we're we're done. So if you guys want to write in about any show that we talked about tonight, feel free. Uh, at that address that Jameson wrote off, uh, 45
1: minutes ago, 45
0: minutes ago. Uh, Lisa, again, it was a blast having you on super fun. Thank, yes, you. thank you. Thank you for joining us. It was, uh,
2: absolutely
0: such a good time. So it was very fun and, and
1: uh, informative. I want to say,
0: yeah, very, thank you for all the trivia trivia you, uh, gave us for mannequin and, uh, perfect strangers. That was excellent topics.
2: Sure. I know I'm a nerd, but you know,
0: never ending radical dude. just,
2: this isn't my, you know, you're in my wheelhouse. So I don't feel like I, I never feel bad sharing this information with you guys because you at least appreciate it. So
0: that's right. Like, yeah, it's our favorite era of time. <laughs> if I could go back in time, I go back to the 80s and buy all the Knight Rider toys and I pack them away like frequency. So when I come back to 2013, they're hidden there. And then It'd I'd be water damaged, though. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to find a really good
1: spot. You going back to the 80s would have made a flood come in the 90s and it would all have been water damage when you got back yeah i guess so <laughs> I hate to rain on your prey.
0: so for the next episode sir uh i guess we'll throw the vote out we have some great suggestions yeah go
1: back and listen to this mike and uh, come up with any of the 35 um, <laughs> shows we talked about i know right <laughs> i
0: i think i'm gonna throw up a vote for 35 i think i am seriously yeah it'll be fun <laughs> <laughs> or or people could just add a show and then we'll just vote. I don't know.
1: I'll, sure, why not? I'll figure it out. So who knows what we'll be talking about? I can't wait. Hopefully, it's something I've seen.
0: Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll be back next month. We took two months off, and uh, this is one of those shows we just like to you know and randomly do, I guess. So it's all good.
1: We're we're back next month. I can guarantee you've got the America's co-host guarantee. You slut.
0: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That went on Naked Ears. I shouldn't have said that. I'll have to edit that out. Yeah, nice job. (laughs) Actually, I'm going to leave that in. It's all good. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, You want to pimp out your stuff, sure?
1: Sure, I'll pimp out my stuff, sure. Yeah, you can find me over at Movie Mojo Monthly, as always, at least once or twice a month now. Um, Check us out. Email us at monthly at gmail.com. We've gotten a few new fans this month which has been great to see and uh we'll be coming back with a new episode real soon excellent
0: lisa what's your podcast <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: have, I have you guys to listen to i don't need a podcast excellent I, I do have a i'll post it later in the site um i did a, a web page uh, a couple years ago now but it's for gem which is one of my favorites yes things. yes um and it's it it's dated now because I haven't updated but it won a couple of awards and I thought it'd be uh, you know the the nation would like to see sort of a little bit of the work I put into it
0: awesome you know uh, the girl that sings the the lead vocals uh, in gem she's in what? this movie satisfaction with Justine Bateman you've seen that
2: yes I have and, and I follow her yes
0: excellent I and, about, yeah. I was going. I'm, I was actually gonna burn a copy and send it to Jameson uh, for him for us to add to chick flicks for guys because you know mm-hmm. I love this movie, but I never got a chance to do it yet. But her voice is phenomenal, um, and yeah, she steals that movie. You know, Justine Bateman can sing, but that girl can sing. Ugh. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: I love me some Gem. Good stuff. So, all right, we'll post it on the site, and then I'll post it on the main site for those who aren't in the group. You want yeah. to join the group. Jameson, you remember the title of our group, sir?
1: Uh, that would be the Channel Surfers. Is that right? uh,
0: the CCP talking? Channel Surfers, oh, sir. You've always got loopholes and tripwires for me, man. <laughs> hey, you got the last one right, man. So, if you want to join that group, please do so. Just type it in Facebook, the CCP channel surface. Come along for the ride. Join us. We talk about TV, everything. And you want to help give suggestions on the show, what you want to hear. And we promise we won't actually talk about it during the episode. Right. Yeah. Please, uh, please. We'll join. discuss
1: everything but that.
0: Exactly. So. But I think that's it for a wrap. So, thanks, guys, for sticking with us. And hope you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully, you had a good laugh. And uh, we'll catch you next month on the next episode. So, you guys take care. And as soon as out.